Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and guess what? Today I have part two of my guests, Keith and Tina Paul. We ran out of time last time, but I thought, oh my gosh, we have to continue this conversation because there is so much going on that we did not get to. One of those and we didn't really say this, is that they have been on HGTV. So of course I had to ask them about that, along with a whole bunch of other questions that I have. So Keith and Tina, welcome back. Thank you, Catherine. Thanks. Well, I'm so excited that you could come back on the show. So my first question is, what is this I hear about you being on HGTV? Tell me about that. Yeah, well, one day before we moved to Cuenca, um, it was maybe six months um, before we left the country. I was watching HGTV and actually International House Hunters. And at the end, they said, if you're interested in being on the show, write us an email at this address. Yeah. And so I said, hey, Tina, you want to be on the show? And she said, sure, let's do it. So I wrote an email, sent it off. We didn't hear anything. So it, fast it was, forward like six months, right? Yeah, six months. We're waiting in, and we lived in California, but we left the U.S. from Miami. We drove all the way to Miami, and we're in the Miami airport. We're waiting for our flight to um, Ecuador, and Keith gets an email that says, you know, we're interested in you. We'd like to talk further. <laughs> now, wait a minute. So you had you were on your way to move to Ecuador, or were you just visiting? No, we were moving. We were moving. So you, they took them so long to get back to you. You had already made the decision. Did you already have a place to stay? Yes, we had already rented our apartment. We had gone three months prior to the move date and actually rented an apartment. So wow. A little, a little spoiler alert about uh, Hunt Hunters International. It's actually something they call staged reality <laughs> right so we were if now fast forward again they there's a lot of work that goes into um being accepted or not yeah we had to do an eight minute promo video of the two of us um we had to answer probably like 25 pages worth of questions 25 pages um, it was it was pretty in detailed yes yeah. they wanted to know about our background they wanted to see if we had a story they liked that we had been together since we were 18. Yeah, I mean, what they do is is is, is um, House Hunter International puts a package together and then pitches you to HGTV, their exactly. parent, right, to be on the show. So they have to pitch you. And that pitch is only a few minutes. It's kind of like, you know, Shark Tank. They go in and they get 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes maybe, to pitch this idea, and then they say yes or no. Yeah. So your eight-minute video was part of that time. Yeah. Oh, so did you have it professionally done, or was it just the two of you in front of a iPhone camera? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> we, we were mic'd, so we had good audio. We had our, our lights up. So remember, we're, we were still already blogging, and we do videos on YouTube. So we kind of had a little uh, in on all that kind of stuff. But so we used an bit. iPhone. Yeah, but we did use an iPhone. Yep. So do you think the fact that you were already somewhat famous helped you get on the show? Well, you know, at that time, we weren't. At that time, our blog was only in existence about four months when they accepted us, maybe three. So that that didn't help us. No, I think, um, I think it was just the story. I think that, you know, they, they want a story. I think the fact we were together for so long, if you watch the show, you'll hear them mention that. I think they liked that our kids lived overseas and that kind of influenced us. And that us. they inspired us to do it too. Yeah. Oh, and they also liked our two little dogs that we brought our dogs over. 
I think on the last show we gave you the criteria of moving to Cuenca. One of the other criteria was we never we didn't want our dogs in quarantine. So okay. we had to find a country that didn't put your dogs in quarantine. They don't quarantine your dogs? No, no. they do not. Oh. We think that's cruel. <laughs> yeah. So we were it was a lot of paperwork, a lot it took about six months to get them ready, but um, we had everything proper, done correctly for both the Miami airport and when we arrived in Cuenca, and it was very easy. Yeah. Wow. So, um, they rode under the seat in front of us, and then once they turned off the seatbelt light, we could actually bring them up on our lap. Because they allow you on a Cuenca airline. What, what was the name of the airline? No, it was actually American Airlines. Well, when I traveled with my dog to Alaska, they wouldn't let me take them out of the bag. So it was... Oh. How big is your dog? Oh, At no. the time, she was like 12 pounds. Yeah, okay, so let me clarify a little bit with Tina. We didn't technically take them out of the bag. We kind of, our bags kind of opened and zippered open. I so did that. So they were still technically in the bag on our yeah, lap. So, yeah. yeah, I did that. Her little head was popping out, and then the, the flight attendant came by and said, put your dog back in the bag. <laughs> you know? Really? No, no. They did not say that to us. No. Well, this was a long time ago, and I think more people yeah. are traveling, and I'm doing hand quotes right now for the audience with their service animals that are not service animals. <laughs> Emotional support dogs. Right, which yes. technically are not really yeah. service animals. But um, but yeah, no, I, I totally get it. How big are your dogs? Are about 10 pounds. Okay. So my dog has gotten bigger over the years. She's still not <laughs> overweight, but we're very strict <laughs> on her food. So there was no quarantine. Cause that was another reason why my husband didn't want to travel. You know, he didn't want to do it. He was like, well, our dogs will be in quarantine. So that's pretty cool that they don't do that. Yeah. We've heard horror stories about some people who, whose dogs went through quarantine and we it just can be up to it. 30 days in some countries. Or I think England is even more. Tina. Yeah. It's, it's bad. Yeah. Wait a minute. England. Wait, didn't, um, Meghan Markle get her dog. Do you know she's like the princess now of right. England? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I didn't it, hear anything about that. Really? She uh, brought her dog over? There was something about her dog. She she got it in quicker. She didn't, didn't have to. I don't know. I, I'm not really oh, good at remembering she's princess. stuff. I guess they have a, they <laughs> Yeah, have a she's the princess. Or No, she's not a princess. Technically, she can't. She's a duchess, right? Or That's what is she? Right. It's duchess. funny. Yeah, so somebody who's listening to this episode in the year 2025, uh, <laughs> when we recorded this in 2018, Meghan Markle had just married Prince Harry. Did I get that right? Yep. Okay, That's good. Right. That's right. <laughs> we did watch it over here, well, and even in Ecuador. We watched it on YouTube. Yep. Love it. Absolutely love it. Okay, so now let's get into... I, I love the fact that you were on HGTV. Um, did they... Oh, let me just tell you one little thing about HGTV. Yeah, please. So, so I mean, I just want to finish it. So I said the stage reality. So fast forward six months. We were already living in this house six months in our apartment, I mean, and we they, they accepted us for the show. So when they came here and filmed it, we had to move all of our furniture out of our apartment to make it look like it wasn't lived in. And then we had these other two houses or apartments that they found for us, and we had to walk through them. And you know, so there was some acting involved because we, we had to, you know we had to look pretend surprised. that we were interested in possibly one of them wasn't even for rent; one was only for sale. But you didn't know that on the yes, show. Yes. Yes. You know, so it's the goal of the director that when you guess which house we're going to pick or apartment we're going to pick. If you pick the wrong one, that's good for the director. She did her job. 
Awesome. Okay, now, are you breaking any kind of non-disclosure agreements? <laughs> no, we actually wrote a whole article about it in our blog and put behind-the-scenes photos and everything. So oh, my gosh. We have a two-part blog post, and it covers Keith and I from when we were little kids all the way through we got married. And then the second one shows the cameraman, you know, what they're doing when they're filming us. Every shot you see probably takes anywhere from three to five takes because they have to get one from behind you, one from in front of you, one of me talking, one of Keith talking. So they, they really do this on a, on a budget. So they only have one cameraman. So they need to get all the different angles. So you have to repeat everything again that you just said. Wow. So there's some acting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they want the, you know, I think the other thing why they make you do a video is because they don't want to get somebody who talks in a monotone, who never shows any excitement. Yeah, that would be boring. Yes. And and you will see when you watch it, they really hone in on the fact that I wanted walk-in closets, which they do have here, by the way. But I maybe said it once or twice, no, but they twice. took it and they used it. 400 times. times. <laughs> now, did they make you look bratty or mean or anything or I mean because sometimes you wonder I bet this person's really nice but the producer doesn't like them or something like did they did they ever we were worried about that because we have no say in the final edit so if we, they film it it's theirs yeah so we really tried to be careful we didn't you know I'm very I'm like a sarcastic humor person and I was very careful that I didn't do that and um but you know based on the comments that we get on our on the YouTube video because we do have it replayed on YouTube Tina comes across as like the witchy person. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, not fair. Yeah. Because she wanted walk-in closets and they think I'm being a spoiled brat. But she only said it twice, but they made her yeah. say it 40 times, right? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> exactly. they cut and edit it all the way they want it, you know, and it, it they did a great job. Our cameraman, our sound man, and our producer were all wonderful people. We hated to see them go. Yeah, and it was, I mean, the, overall, it was a great show, and we loved yeah. it, and we were very proud of it, and, and we've been recognized literally all over the world from that show. When we travel. Yeah, when we were in Peru, and there was an American who lived there working in Peru, and she looked at us, and she recognized us, and she wanted a picture with us because her and her mom always watch House Hunters International. Yeah. <laughs> and then we awesome. were at some convention for bloggers, and there was a member of the CDC there. The Wait, the CDC? Like, like yes, the yes. disease control? They're traveling other countries and stuff, you know, at the conference. And so she's talking to somebody, and she literally has to say to them, I'm sorry, I'm not paying attention to you. Will you wait just one minute? And she comes and says, were you on House Hunters? <laughs> and we said yes. And she, the same thing, wanted a picture. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. You're famous. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm honored that you're on the Rocky Retirement Show. Thank you. you know, and, and, and since then, we've been in, in an Ecuadorian TV commercial. Wow. For Cuenca. They wanted to do a, a, a commercial on, on Cuenca and how it's great for love and romance. and A so. wedding destination, but they used us for the romance part. Yeah. So, and we have a link to that on our website too. So you can watch it on our website. So I was kind of cool. Did you get paid for the commercial or did you do it for free? No, the commercial we did for free. You do get paid for house hunters, though. You get a small stipend of fifteen hundred dollars. Wow! We probably said it might change. Well, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you do get We're some not, money, but yeah. we didn't do it for the money. We just did it for the fun. Right, yeah, and that's five, five, ten hour, twelve hour days of filming, both of us there. 
So, so you, you figured it out. 50 cents. You know, and you're bringing clothes with you everywhere you travel because they shoot out of sequence. And you have to change, right? Yes. So three times a day, you'll change. They'll say, you have to be in wardrobe one. And they, they keep track of it for you. You don't. Yeah. But you have three wardrobes that you have to be in, um, earrings, everything, and you have to change when they tell you to. <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> This is all the great stuff you get to do when you're retired, you know? Yeah, right? yeah, when you don't have to work anymore. Or wow. at least you don't for somebody else anymore. This is so fun. It's behind the scenes at HGTV International Travel, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is so cool. Okay, great. Was there anything that we didn't really talk about before? Because I have all these questions. When we first scheduled your interview, I didn't know that you lived in Cuenca. But, oh. but obviously, because um, we talked about it on the last episode, that was one of the places that I seriously considered moving to before my husband was diagnosed with cancer. And so tell me some of the things that you really love about living overseas and then some things that maybe aren't so hot. Well, let me, let me tell you something that's a big concern of everybody when they talk about, about living overseas, and that's health care. People are really concerned about the kind of health care you can get. And, and we can tell you, we, we personally know doctors. We know people, lots of people who've been to doctors. Um, many of the doctors here actually do their training in the U.S. Yeah, I would say more than 50%. Um, this doctor, I had to have a small little surgery, a little repair. Um, and he went to college in the U.S. And then he did his medical training in the U.S. And then he did his... Um, a surgeon, so he did a surgical training and a specialty training all in the U.S. Sometimes you find a few that have um, also um, done their training in either Germany or Brazil, but they're all places that are known for great health care. Yeah, and medical care here is probably about a quarter of the cost it would be in the U.S. Um, many people here... Um, well, many people, but there are people here, especially if they're younger, who don't have any insurance at all, and they just pay out of pocket, the cash. Um, you can go to a chiropractor here for fifteen dollars. No, that's yeah. awesome. A medical doctor, a specialist. Let's say you had to see a heart specialist or an eye specialist, that would be forty dollars a visit. If you go to a regular doctor, it's probably between fifteen and twenty-five. And those doctors. That includes any follow-up visits. No. It's part of that. If and you have to go six more times, yeah. it's all included. Really? And he gives you a cell phone number. Yes. So you, you have the cell phone number of the doctor, and you're actually talking to him. He texts you. He calls you. How you doing? I mean, it's very different. They would not think twice <laughs> if it was necessary to do a house call. You're kidding. So it's like having a concierge doctor. Yes, yes. You know, and that's all doctors here. I, even though we didn't live in the 50s, we've watched plenty of television shows, I, I, I kind of equate living here to like the 50s in the United States. You know, the, 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 the safety, I mean, little kids walk to school by themselves, ride public buses by themselves. Nobody's worried about child kidnappings, things like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, people kind of... do house calls. Our veterinarian, we've never taken our dogs to the vet. The vet comes to us. He picks them up. He picks them up. Takes them and brings them back. And brings them back. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, it's just, and it's so cheap. At I mean, a quarter of the cost of what it would be in the U.S. Yeah. So, 
Um, a safety, what Keith was talking about, that's the other thing that people are, aren't you afraid to live there? You know, aren't you afraid of living in a third world country? And here we're not living in a third world country. You're living in a country that has the values of family, like the 40s and 50s, with every person, whether they're American, they live here, with everybody has a cell phone, just like in the U.S. Yeah. Um, oh, and I think one, one of your pillars is spirituality, right? 90, 95% of the people in Ecuador are Catholic. And it's, you should see this place when it's around a religious holiday like Christmas or Easter. Oh, my God. Carnival. Carnival right before Lent. How that fun. Is, yeah, that's oh. the biggest holiday of the year. Yeah. I mean, you know, you'll see shrines set up along different places. The Virgin Mary. I mean, it's just it's it, it, it's it's safe. It's just very, very different. People don't don't realize it just because it's in South America and, you know, the Amazon jungle is a big part of Ecuador. You know, we, we don't live in grass huts and, <laughs> and, and use uh, medicine men for our, our, uh, our medical. Says the naturopath over here. <laughs> yes. So, it, but it's very safe here. You, anywhere you go, whether you're in any city in the U S or here, you have to worry about pickpockets or, you know, if you leave your cell phone someplace, it, you know, somebody might pick it up and grab it. But do we worry about being shot or knifed or, you know, Rob, mugged, walking you know, at, brutally? Walking no, at night, no. none of that. I mean, it's just no. very safe here. Mm -hmm. So you walk, you can walk at night when it's dark? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no, no, no problem at all. Wow. So, you know, people say, oh, I don't speak the language. That's another big thing we hear about moving abroad is I don't speak the language. Well, let me tell you, if you can speak a little bit of the language, your overseas experience will be so much better. Um, and there's many countries where people speak lots of English. Where we live here in Cuenca, not a lot of English is spoken. No. But, you know, we've we've taken since living here, we've taken classes. Mm -hmm. We if, if we were if it was a scale of one to five, we're probably at a. 2.75 to a 3. 3 level. Yeah. But we speak broken Spanish and we get along just fine in everything we need to do here. You know, if we were going to buy a house, we probably, you know, wouldn't try to do We'd that. We'd hire a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> but um, getting getting along, ordering in restaurants, you know, we're taking a taxi, talking to people on the street, looking for direction. Uh, no problem with our broken Spanish at all. And we have friends that don't speak any Spanish. You mean pollo is how you say chicken, and he calls it polo. So because it's spelled P O L L O, and he yeah. says he says polo, <laughs> and he gets along fine. Yeah. So, so I, my my point to that was people shouldn't let the language barrier deter deter them from living abroad or even traveling. I mean, I, hear, I even hear that about people wanting to travel and oh, I don't want to go there. I, how am I going to get get along without you know knowing the language? That's that's just silly. I'm telling you, don't worry about it. Can you use Google Translate where you live? Absolutely. Absolutely. It works really well with Spanish. So you could pull up your phone and, and translate with your phone yep. on Google yep. Translate? Absolutely. Yep. So there's that too. Okay. Okay. So you told us the things that you like. What about, is there any little annoyances, things you can't get, things you don't like? Well, you know, you don't find many American products in the grocery store. Brands. So brands, if you are used to, I don't know, anything. I mean, there are certain brands that are worldwide. Most Nestle products are sold worldwide. But um, Heinz ketchup. They do not sell Heinz ketchup no. in Ecuador. 
But Tina's a or, big ketchup fan. Yeah. Or and, and I she would, found one. Yeah. That's just as good. That's just as good. A lot of people like Jif peanut butter or Skippy peanut butter. They don't sell. That doesn't matter to us. But they do not sell that here. So food items. There might be food items. But you know what we do is the food items that we do, we eat most of our food as produce, but there are right. a few little things that we like. And so when we're back in the U.S., we make sure we pick them up. Okay. Do you ever have friends that come visit and you say, if you come visit, make sure that you bring me X? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we make sure our friends have their suitcases full to 50 pounds. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's always something. And that would be the second thing Keith can probably address yeah, I think he said it in the first show is, you know, we used to be able to get Amazon orders in Pasadena most days. If you ordered it in the morning, you got it the same day. Right. It wasn't two day delivery. It was same day delivery where we were living. Yeah. And he misses that. I mean, now, <laughs> yeah, now there's ways of getting things, but with the, with the tariffs, the shipping costs, it's just not, it's not really, people wouldn't do it. Unless it's something you absolutely really, really needed. But, you know, there's now there's people that actually made businesses out of going back to the U.S. and bringing stuff back for you for a small fee. Oh, there's yeah. a business. Yeah. 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 Yep. We, we, we know some young people that, that do this all every month. They go back and they, they'll take stuff there and, and send mail off for you or they'll cool. bring stuff back for a small charge. So and, instead uh, of currying drugs, they're currying Jif peanut butter. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And the country lets, has no problem people doing that and bringing stuff in. You probably couldn't come in with 50 jars of Jif peanut butter because they would probably think you're going to sell it. And they right. just don't want you selling that kind of stuff if they you know, decided to look in your bag. Um, you know, there's certain limitations like, like phones. You can't come in with more than two phones per person. So one new, one used. One used. So don't try to buy you know, five iPhones and bring them in here because if they catch you, they'll, they'll make you pay taxes on it. That would be a great item to sell here because it is very difficult to buy an iPhone here. And if you do could buy an iPhone here, you're going to pay four or five hundred dollars more than you would in the U.S. Wow. For the same iPhone. Yeah, it's going to be a, a there's yeah, there's going to be a market. So there are some in big cities. There are some stores that sell iPhones, but they're outrageous. But you know, go back to your question about what we don't like here. I mean, other than than you know. The, the Amazon mail order, and that's really not a big deal, right? I mean, that's really kind of being kind of petty. Um, I think the only other thing we don't like is is just, you know, we don't, we, our friends aren't here, right? Yeah, our friends and, and some of that our family that are still back in the States. Family, yeah. Our daughter still lives in California, which we thought she would be living abroad for 10 years, and she changed her mind. So I'm a little heartbroken that she's back there and we're here. Um, but, you know, with good Internet, I mean, Skype calls – FaceTime. Um, we, you know, I, I talk to my mom who lives in Florida just about every day. You know, with the electronics, it's so easy to, to keep in touch. So you don't, you don't not keep in touch with people. That that is just so easy now. I have a VoIP phone that I actually have a U.S. phone number. People can call me. And, you know, I get solicitor calls on my number. You know, <laughs> oh, my God, you that know. must be annoying. Yeah, it is. You know, when they want to sell me a screen door and I tell them, well, I live in Ecuador. Well, you got a 407 area code. Yeah, say, <laughs> can you deliver it to Cuenca, Ecuador? Because I do need a screen door, actually. They don't have them here because there's no bugs. No bugs. <laughs> I don't need them. <laughs> 
You know, another thing um, that we didn't, we love Ecuador and we love living in Cuenca and we're going to continue living here, but we didn't pick the easiest place to travel in and out of. And that sometimes bothers us. There's no international airport in Cuenca. Yes. So like we're going to be traveling to Europe this weekend and we will actually go a day early to Quito and spend the whole day in Quito. Spend the night. Spend actually. the night and everything, yes. And then fly out from Quito because Quito is an international airport. And the reason we're going in a day early is because we can't take a chance of something happening with this local flight that makes us miss our international flight. Right. Because we've, we've learned the hard way. We've actually missed the cruise uh, when we were working for the cruise company, we missed the cruise because the plane was canceled and we didn't plan to get, there, time, yeah. you know, to get there early, so we had no other options. Okay. So that's probably a kind of a, a bummer. I wish we had an international airport here. How long does it take you to get to Quito? Uh, it's a 45-minute flight. Oh, so that's not bad. No, no but no. if you drive it, it's 10 hours. Because it's through the mountains, through the we live in the Andes, and Quito's in the Andes too, just further north. So it's not an easy drive. Yeah. I, we don't want to drive but it. It's an easy flight. It's an easy flight. The problem will be is that you can't just go from Cuenca to Quito and then two hours later get on another flight either. It's not going to be that good of timing. Sometimes, but rarely. Rarely, yes. Yeah, there's going to be maybe a five or six hour layover before you can take a flight. Okay, so let's say you you want to go to Europe and you're going to fly to Quito and spend the night. What is the flight cost in U.S. dollars and what is the overnight cost in U.S. dollars for like a good hotel? I mean, it doesn't have to be the Ritz-Carlton, but, you know, like a yeah. not like a crappy hotel. Sure. So the like a round trip flight, Quito to Cuenca, would be about $140 with taxes and all that. And then um, to stay in a nice hotel, we stay at the we do stay at a nice hotel. It's a Wyndham, and it's right at the airport. So it's like right there at the airport, and that you pay about one hundred and forty dollars a night. Includes breakfast. It includes right? breakfast. Yeah. Now you can get hotels just outside the airport where they have the free shuttle, and you can get those your typical Ecuadorian hotel, not a chain, and you can spend thirty five dollars a night. Oh. So what's the difference between the $35 hotel and the $140 hotel? The Wyndham is a, a four-star easily, and it would be a five-star if they had any amenities, but they don't. Well, and it's just really close to the airport. I mean, uh, the other one, you're going to drive about 25 minutes of a shuttle to get to the airport. And we just find it con the convenience. We just kind of like to stay right at the airport. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. That makes total sense why you would want to stay. Yeah. But we, we've had friends come here, and we put them in the, tw in the $25 at that point. For $35. $35 <laughs> a night hotel. They now your secret's out. <laughs> yeah, well, they wanted to do it cheap. And you know what? And it wasn't bad. They didn't have a problem. You know, it was a little bit strange because they're out a little bit in the country because the airport is kind of out in the country. And, and they were like, wow, where's this guy taking me down this dirt road into this compound? You know, but that's just the way the culture is here. It's and, very typical. We live in the city. And you wouldn't even know that we have this house behind the wall that we live. There's a door and a wall, and then we have the front yard and our front door and everything. So it is very typical to have gates around everything and walls, walls. around everything. Yeah, it's a, not that there's crime or anything, but it's just part of Spanish culture and yeah. you know. Yeah. Hmm. Well, now you're making me really want to come to Quito and visit. For Quinta. sure. Quinta. Oh, wait, Keto. What did I say, Keto? I do that all the time. How do I have this show when I can't talk? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been to Keto. Um, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, my husband and I, I think we were there two days before and maybe two days after we did our, we did a little cruise around the, the islands. Galapagos? Yeah, the Galapagos. Yeah. And one of the things that I loved about keto, and, you know, that was my only really experience besides the Galapagos, was all the fruits and vegetables. One of the things that I have not been able to find. So when I was there, they had these little orange, orangey yellow fruits, which I can now get in the U.S., but I grow them. And they're called, uh, what are they called? They're, they're wrapped in paper. Uh, you know, when you grow them, they have little paper shells on them. They're called Wonder Fruit. They're called, anyway, I'll I'll put a link to that fruit. Okay. Uh, okay. But there was another thing that they served that I've never been able to duplicate, and that they call it tomato juice, but it's not tomato juice. Tree tomato juice. Yes. Which is, they're both fruits, but the tree tomato actually grows on a tree. It's a little bit more orange than red. Right. Yeah. And it's sweet. Yeah. It's kind of sweet. It's a little bit sweet. Well, yes. Yeah. They actually do sweeten it, though. Oh. They, they, make... they might add sugar to it yeah. when you get it but at Kugo that... in uh, a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. But tree tomato juice is very, very popular even here in Cuenca. They serve that all over. Yes. So, Ecuadorians love it. But it does not taste the same as tomato juice. I just want to make sure that the listeners no. understand. <laughs> oh, it's it, they're not even really the same thing, but it's called a tree tomato. Yeah. And then we have tomatoes, and they don't taste anything alike. In fact, I would say a tree tomato is a little bit closer to a citrus fruit. To a citrus fruit, yeah. To yeah. an orange mixed with pineapple or something. Right. Something sweet. With and orange, it, yeah. it probably doesn't have the poisons in it that tomatoes have, you know. Nightshade, yeah. Oh, can I just tell you something? Our Keith's mom just came and visited us about two months ago. It was a real chore to get her here, but she did. And the thing that she came here, she wanted to have an organic tomato. Oh. Because she thinks it's impossible to get really just one grown picked and you eat it. And so In the U.S.? In the U.S., so we went to the market on Saturday morning and we bought tomatoes that were picked that morning and she couldn't believe. She goes, this is the way tomatoes tasted when I was a kid. Well, I had, I'm had i not doing this now, but uh, several years ago I started an organic garden. Right now it's just a butterfly garden. I, I just have milkweed in there. But we could not believe how good. Heads up, there's smoke in the kitchen. The alarm may sound. So we just had a slight emergency listener. Their alarm went off because I had talked them into doing the second episode on the same day. But you know what it taught me? That they have really good alarm systems there because their alarm went off because of some cooking incidents and there was smoke. So you can get certain things overseas. So don't feel like you can't get what you need over there. So we're just going to go ahead and say goodbye. But before we do, give the listener your website address, and we will go ahead and link to it in the show notes as well. Yeah, the website is www.retireearlyandtravel.com. Awesome. And we love helping people. If you have any questions on early retirement, travel, Living abroad, feel free to email us. We just we just love helping people. Yes. Well, thank you both so much for coming on the show for a second time. And this was this was great fun. Thanks again. I look forward to maybe possibly meeting you someday in person. 
Yeah, well, you have an invitation. Come visit. Anytime. And when you come, bring a bottle of California wine with you. I yes. will do that. Maybe even <laughs> two. <something> we miss. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Oh, wait, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August... Actually, August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app, and then you search for the show, and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show, and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. Whatever podcast app you're listening to, 
normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is, or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best, and of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.